Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Mummy Means Business. Today I'm really excited to have a friend and a special guest, um, Ebeth, who uh, she's a mum of two, mum of two beautiful sons. One is big boy in secondary school and she has a second son who's in primary school and I thought obviously during this whole crazy times that we're um, experiencing because of coronavirus pandemic it'll be good to kind of have a chat with her to see how she's able to manage homeschooling especially with a massive age gap um, and also still working um, so Ebeth welcome morning how's everyone well it's just me right now but I assume everyone that's listening will say I'm fine <laughs> How is it? How is it at home for you? Like, is it because you you love going out? Like, you're actually a, a you're not a person to stay at home. You're a person to like go out to the park and barbecues and stuff. So, how is it? How is it being at home, especially with so many people in your in your house? Really difficult. <laughs> Luckily, there's a lot of people, so we entertain each other. But we still want to go out. So, we've been out on two occasions where we're like oh my um our puppy needs a bed or our puppy needs a pack but it's really not essential we just need fresh air and yeah. Alex as me he needs to go out but um and how is it even with the boys like do, do you feel like they need to they do you feel like it's like kind of like irritating them not being in school at the moment or are they kind of like happy because I know that some kids are going through this whole like nostalgia that they're quite happy at the moment to be at home but I wonder how long that's gonna last because they're actually gonna be in for like six months before they go back to school in September yeah they're finding it just as hard as we are because um, my whole me and the boys and um Alex we which is my husband we all like to go out there's not one person that likes to stay home so every day they ask oh, if we can't go to cinema because it's all shut down can we just go to the arcade I'm like no that's also shut down he goes okay so let's just go to the park then it's for free oh. <laughs> they're finding it hard to understand that you just can't go out at all so we had to sit down and, and actually really explain to them what the, the coronavirus is and how it's affecting us really and so um so after that they understood so now even when we go to, when we go to the shop at any time they wear gloves themselves yeah so it is really hard um Alex himself is finding it really hard not to go out yesterday I saw him playing on his phone all day like at the house party with his friends uh. <laughs> and when he would lose he would stress out so much <laughs> I had the balcony I was like can you just go to the balcony and just chill there for a minute yeah because I literally just downloaded house, house party myself like two days ago I didn't even know what the whole kind of crave was but it is a way to kind of get your take your mind off things and even my son Xavier like he enjoys going out and like I'm so sad because we moved into our new home and our garden isn't done so he's always looking out of the window like trying to go out into the garden but it's full of foxes and like I don't know what else is living in that crazy bush just outside so it's like he can't go there and there's a park that's right next to my house and he knows how to get to the park so when we like go for a walk he will literally take me to the park and he'll be pointing to go inside like oh let's go inside let's go inside but it's locked like they have a padlock and I have to explain to him that you know you can't go in and he literally throws tantrums and I have to take him back home it's just yeah, oh, yeah. So, so really hard yeah no, it's um, sad 
Alex was like so stressed about being inside with the boys and everything. He thought, oh, what a perfect time to get a puppy. <laughs> this is not even the perfect time. This is the worst time because it's going to be hard for you to... How? <laughs> <laughs> but how, how is it homeschooling? Because obviously they're still kind of in school for another few months. They still kind of have to continue on the syllabus and continue on the curriculum until school's officially over in the summer. And you have one boy in year eight, right? Or year seven. And then you have... Yeah, and then you have another one in um, in primary school. How is it kind of the the gap homeschooling both of them? I find homeschooling really really hard because that for them to even understand that they're homeschooling because to them they think they're on vacation, so they they're not understanding. They actually have to sit down and focus. So with them, I had to explain to them that it's actually still homeschooling. Um, but even for myself. Most of the, I didn't really know what to, uh, to do when it came to homeschooling. So I, I had to email his head teachers, um, his actual teachers, for, um, to find out exactly what he's been doing in school. Um, Angel has an ECHP plan, which is done for dyslexia people at school for extra support. And um, so with him, he gets the extra support. So he's he learns different to everyone. So um, I had to find out exactly how they support him so I can support him the same way at home so he doesn't get behind because it's really easy for them to fall back. Um, but regardless, I think this, this will have a huge impact on every child. All of them will, will actually be behind once they return back to school. Um, but his teachers were really like really nice. They sent me um, different type of websites he can go to. Um, they actually teach Angel through iPads so that he can learn differently. And so that's what we've been doing. With Aiden's a lot easier because it's like two plus two is four. I already know those stuff. But with Angel's <laughs> work, it's a lot more. I have to actually sit down and read it myself before I actually give it to him. So I have to plan that the night before while Aiden, um, his teachers actually send videos of them reading books. So that's easy. And and how is it getting them to concentrate? Because obviously you have boys and um, you find that, you know, a lot of, you know, the stereotype is that boys have a lower attention span. So it's kind of harder for them to sit down in a place and concentrate for, you know, a set amount of hours. So do you feel like you have to really create a schedule and be strict with the schedule? Or are you changing the ways that you kind of teach them to get them more engaged? Because even with my son, it, um, it's like, I don't even know how his nursery deals with him. We literally just drop him off and just go about our business but now it's like trying to teach him you know even things like colors and body parts and like numbers to get him to sit down for more than five minutes is difficult but he's he's one so how is it with with your two boys I had to um we do we did have to sit down and do a schedule with them and what I had to do is I had to tell them even though you're not wearing your uniform you have to get dressed so you have to prepare as if it's no clothes day at school. Wake up, get dressed, um, have breakfast, brush your teeth. The only thing I'd let them do is stay, sleep a little bit longer. So they'll wake up at 10, maybe instead of like nine. Then they get ready. And um, luckily I have my sister and Theo here as well. So Theo's the PE teacher. 
I must just start with the We're all preparing. And then once once I finish my lesson, they start their lesson. But with Van Hill, it's a lot more difficult because Theo and Maddie can't help him with his work because they, they don't have time to teach themselves before teaching Van Hill. So I have to concentrate more on Van Hill than with Aiden. But luckily, Aiden actually goes back to school on Monday. So oh, um, I'm a worker, so he goes back to school Monday, so I can concentrate on Anhel a lot more. Cause Anhel's school originally was gonna take him back, cause um, cause it, they consider him as a vulnerable child because of the ECHP plan. Um, but more than thirty teachers have the symptoms of the coronavirus, so to shut down the school completely. How do you feel about even going back to work or like having Aiden going back to school um, next week? Because you you hear you see on Instagram a lot of you know people, a lot of teachers, and even some nurses are actually quitting their job just to kind of you know for the welfare of any vulnerable people that live in like that are in their home. Yeah, mm. of course. Luckily, I, I work with the NHS, so they're really understanding. I, I can yeah. actually work home but working from home um it's a lot more difficult than actually going to work and working in your office um because you'll still have to I still have to teach my children homeschooling so I have to work and teach them at the same time so it got to the point that I was like you know what everyone's having nap time and I are and <laughs> and how old you are you're having nap time I need half an hour <laughs> yeah that's the thing even with me like having to work and have you know Xavier around like constantly because I only have him two days a week usually but now every day he's a lot more whiny and like needy because he sees me all the time so it's so difficult I try to have a schedule I try to be strict with the schedule but I'm like you I literally have to force him to sleep so that I can get one I can literally just bang out one hour's worth of work and then he'll wake up and then force him to sleep again and try to work again but it means that my day is longer so like I take a lot more breaks throughout the day and before you know I'll be finishing work at like seven or six rather than four or five that will usually do in the office so it is it will be easier for you to be in the office but are you are you not are you nervous though in general about like exposing him to like the real world almost yeah so I had a discussion with Aiden's head teacher um in regards to that and she, she was able to tell me that it's actually only four children um who are children of key workers so the only four children in the whole entire school are actually attending school at the moment, including Aiden. Um, so I had to speak to her about the structure. And they actually, I thought it would be going back to school and having the same structure as before, but they don't. It's them just trying to look after them because they'll be having a lot of playtime, um, movie time. So it's, it's still the same thing. He, he would better be better off at home when I'm homeschooling him with his schedule than he is at school at the moment because they don't have the facilities with the short staff to actually teach the children and they're all from different years as well so Aiden's the only one in reception so that's why they can't facilitate to teach each individual um so we me and Alex said we'll try it from Monday to Wednesday to really see but if not um we'll be homeschooling him back because they're, they're not really going to be able to teach him the same as you'll be teaching him. So he'll still be a lot further behind. It's kind of like he's just going to like daycare almost rather than school. Exactly. Exactly. So then I'd rather him be not exposed and be just at home. 
<sighs> but have you got any advice to like any mums who are kind of in the same situation as you? They may they may have two kids with a big a big age gap, or they may have a child who has this dyslexia. Any advice to how they can you know manage during this time? Because we're just at the beginning of this lockdown. We still have you know a long way to go. Um, so yeah. So anything, any tips you have to share with them? Yes, um, with dyslexic people, you can do things as as little as um, changing the colour of the paper. So instead of having white paper for them to write on, if they just write on yellow paper, they're able to focus a lot more. Um, so it's little things like that. Even when you were writing on the whiteboard, um, key words will be in purple because it stays in their heads um, a lot more than just normal writing. And there's a lot of things that I was able to download from Etsy to really help me find activities for not just Anhel, but for Aiden as well. So that really helped. But I think what helped me the most was messaging all the teachers and all the head teachers. I was literally, the mo- I think, the most annoying parent because I was emailing them. <laughs> So literally in all sort of emails and asking them, please give me some sort of guideline. So how do you guys teach them? What exactly is he teaching? Because they're just they're they're just as stressed, I get. So they're kind of just sending off the work but not really explaining. So it's just giving them homework but not explaining what the whole lesson. Yeah. So I really ask to to break down the structure of how they teach him so I can follow the same. And the most important thing is having a schedule because they're at home so it's so easy for them to lose focus and forget that they actually have to work to them that is on is getting them to adapt to the fact that they're at home homeschooling not just watching tv so there's no tv to, um, to be turned on until after four o'clock and even then after an hour they have to read three pages and then um but i also had to be lenient with myself because you as a mother, when, for example, if I woke up too late or I wasn't able to teach them for as long as I wanted to, sometimes it's really easy for us moms to be really hard on ourselves when we're trying to homeschool, also work, mm-hmm. still trying to cook three times a day, which I was so not used to doing because I only had to <laughs> talk about dinner. <laughs> I think if you do make a mistake or it's, your day doesn't go as perfect as you you wanted it to be it's okay you can just restart the next day and just you, you we're all learning at the same time how to cope with everything that's going on so not to be too hard because I, I was really hard on myself at the beginning yeah I think that's perfect because even with me like sometimes I give up with with Xavier and I just like when he's not listening he's not paying attention and it's just like he just wants to run around and do whatever I just give up and I'm like no I don't want to give up because I want him to still carry on the learning that he usually does when he's at nursery so it is true what you're saying like don't be hard on yourself don't put too much stress on yourself like everyone is literally just going through the same thing that you know you're going through so just take it one day at a time and hopefully we'll get easier and hopefully we'll be able to end this lockdown and be out and be safe basically but but yeah, thank you so much for taking the time out to be on this podcast. I really enjoyed speaking to you. Uh, I know it's crazy times, but yeah, thanks anyways for taking the time out to chat to me. And yeah, I'll speak to you soon. Okay, thank you. Bye. <sighs> thank you all for listening to that. Um, I thought it would actually be really good just to chat about homeschooling. Do you know what? It's just one of those things that 
you see all those memes on Instagram that, you know, some people put up of like what you thought homeschooling was when you were at work and then now you have to do it what it really is. Um, and it's good to get the perspective of some of someone who has, you know, kids with that are massively different in age. Because I have like some work colleagues who say that it's easier for because her kids are a little bit older, so she can literally just set them work and get them to sit and do it, um, and and yeah, but then it's you, it's like, as a parent, do you understand what your kids are doing, like, do you understand the maths, or the English, or the science, or any homework that they're doing, and, and when the kids are older, it must be hard, and young, when the kids are younger, it's the attention span, it's getting them to really sit down, and do the work that is needed to be done, um, with my son, it's not, well, I don't class it as homeschooling, it's kind of like daycare, nursery, teaching him the basics, but it is so difficult just to get him to sit down and do some work, like, I try to plan everything from the night before, I have, like, a reading um, station where we read books, which he loves, so that whole, you know, reading him books, um, he enjoys it, so that's the easy part, but getting him to maybe start learning some colours, or learn some words, those are harder, and I'm really, really grateful for all this amazing resources that have been showing up online, like Culture Cheat TV, who do the Yoruba classes for kids at 11 o'clock from Monday to Friday, which is amazing, even Joe Wick's P class that he does every day at 9.30 in the morning is great, because um, even though my son is, you know, one, it really gets him moving, and he kind of mimics the moves that he does, so that's also fantastic, and there was a there's a zoo, Chester Zoo, who do um, a live session with all the animals, so they go around with the giraffes and the pandas and the elephants, and they do like a live stream for maybe 10 minutes to um, talk about fun facts with these animals, so these resources have been amazing for me to kind of help structure the day, help have things to do, so if you know, the colouring isn't working out, or the writing isn't working out, there's, op- there is opportunities for him to learn with online, um, obviously I try to limit the amount of screen time that he has, but it's still really, really great resources, so make sure, you know, you as a parent, as a mum, if you're really struggling with what, you know, what's to put on your child's schedule, or you're really struggling to find innovative ways for them to learn, there is amazing resources out there by, different educational people on it's on social media on instagram um that are that is really that would be really really great for your kids to kind of get get in touch with and it also eases the burden off you because me i've never done this before like i i teach xavier off every day at home even when he was at nursery something small um but doing it on a full day is like a whole different ball game so it gave me like a new respect for women and mothers who decide to homeschool their kids um but yeah it's been it's it's been an amazing it's been an amazing um journey this homeschooling and I feel like next week hopefully it will get easier (laughs) well hopefully it will get easier so a scripture of encouragement that comes to mind is Psalm 32, 7. Um, you are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. So that scripture is something that um, I read this morning and I thought it would be good to share with you all as, you know, 
this might be scary times in general or you know this times of uncertainty but really really find refuge in Christ and really surround yourself with his love and his grace um and it's just it's just a way to kind of encourage you all that God is always with you through anything um so yeah thank you so much for listening to this podcast thank you so much for taking the time out to hear my voice for the last 20 minutes i hope you all have a fantastic day um full of love full of laughter filled with god and i will speak to you again with another special guest soon bye